Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for parent entrepreneurs raising kidpreneurs. It's time for your weekly dose of inspiration and actionable tips to build your business and find better balance, all while strengthening your family. And now we'd like to introduce your host. She's my mom and the bomb.com, Meg Brunson. Hey there, you are listening to episode number 64 of the Familypreneur podcast. When I worked at Facebook, we were assigned clients on a quarterly basis because all of the research identifies that it's the best way to ensure profitability, and that's the same reason why I plan all of my marketing efforts in three-month batches. So if you want to spend less time worrying about marketing your business and more time working in your zone of genius or just playing with your kids, then you need my quarterly campaign planner. This is like three resources in one or something I should be charging for, but I'm not. It is completely free. So go grab your copy today at megbrunson.com slash plan. Now let's introduce today's guest. She grew up in Pennsylvania and now splits time between there and the Rocky Mountains of Colorado. She's a wife and a homeschooling mom of two kids. Join me in welcoming the co-author of The Miracle Morning for Parents and Families, and the creator of GratefulParent.com, Lindsay McCarthy. Hi, Lindsay. Thanks for joining me. Hi, Meg. Thanks for having me on today. Oh, I'm so excited to chat with you. You um, mentioned that you just got back from Japan. We did. Yeah, we were there for 15 days. So. <laughs> wow. So I'd love to start by talking about your, your lifestyle briefly before we dive into anything, sure. before we dive into everything. <laughs> what kind of a lifestyle are you, are you guys living right now that you could go to Japan for 15 days? Yeah. So my husband and I, we both work from home. We're both completely mobile in our work. And he's kind of a serial entrepreneur. And he was actually there on a mastermind trip with his guys group called GoBundance. And so our family just kind of tagged along because we homeschool and we can. So this was kind of the kids' first unit in homeschool for this year was our Japan trip. So they, they got to have kind of an immersion experience in Japan. And, you know, we saw castles and we went up into the mountains and we saw the big city in Tokyo and we went to Disneyland and we saw ancient bamboo forests and snow monkeys and it was really cool. Snow monkeys? <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, so up in the mountains in the wintertime anyway, the snow, there wasn't snow now, but they also have these natural hot springs. So uh-huh. monkeys will go and sit in the hot springs to escape the the winter temperatures. And uh, so they were there, not in the snow right now, but. <laughs> and there's a Disneyland in Japan too? There is a Disneyland in Tokyo. So oh. actually in Chiba, which is right outside of Tokyo, but they call it Tokyo Disneyland. 
Listen, I'm not going to question it. I've never been to Japan. I I've I travel to a lot of conferences and things too, and I feel like one of my goals is to be in that situation someday where the whole family comes along with me and we travel around and and see everything together and like you're doing, make it a a learning experience every trip. Yeah. Not all of our trips are focused on the educational piece, but I think kids learn so naturally, especially when they're traveling to somewhere new, like they just soak everything in and they want to, especially a different country. They're like, Oh, teach me how to say something in Japanese. And you know, they're every experience they're just fully present for and they want to know more. And they're so interested and intrigued by they teach me too, because they notice the little things that I'm like, come on, we got to get to the next thing. And they're like, no mom, like, look at this manhole cover. It's like a piece of art. And you're like, oh my gosh, it is. <laughs> you know, like, Let me take a picture of that. <laughs> they force you to slow down a little bit. They do. Yeah. And you know, they can't always keep up too, especially our five-year-old. So, um, you know, it does force us to slow down and take a little bit more breaks and, you know, also find a little normalcy too in such a foreign place, you know, the first pizza place they saw, they're like, we got to go there. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Did it compare to home? Actually, this one pizza place we went to, it was the best pizza. I think I've, I've been to Italy too. (laughs) This was like the best pizza I've ever eaten. (laughs) I don't know if I was just sick of fish or what. (laughs) (laughs) Good by comparison. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah. And it came out so fast. I was like, my husband and I, we sat down and ordered some drinks. We're like, oh, we'll get a drink while we're waiting for the pizza. And the pizza was out before the drinks. <laughs> we were like, oh. <laughs> they knew you like, were coming. Pizza. <laughs> yeah. We need some of that here. Yeah. <laughs> now, how old are your kids? Our son, Tyler, is nine, almost 10. I'll be 10 in January. And so probably will be 10 when this comes out. <laughs> And our daughter is five and she'll be six in December. Okay. And so could you tell me a little bit about your transition from being a stay-at-home mom to an author and now to running the mastermind group that you do with your husband? Yeah. So, um, you know, way back when, when we kind of started the mastermind group, our son was in kindergarten and he went to a public school and it was actually our decision to homeschool that kind of was the catalyst for everything else that we now do. <laughs> and um, so what he was in kindergarten and when we had kids, we we're like, we're not going to stop traveling just because we have kids. We're not going to, you know, have that be an excuse, but the school system did not agree with that decision. <laughs> so in kindergarten, we kind of maxed out his the days he could be absent, and the school kind of reprimanded us a little bit. And they're like, you know, we're really lenient in kindergarten, but come first grade, we're not as lenient. And we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so we're like, so basically what you're telling us is we need to find another option. And so we started, I went into like deep research mode and we found this alternative school by us called Open Connections and a school for homeschoolers, basically. Mm. It's a kind of a resource community center where, you know, all the young people who go there are homeschooled. 
but they also have a full staff of facilitators, they call them, instead of teachers. So it's very self-directed. The kids get a lot of choices and it's a very like open classroom style. So our kids go there three days a week and then we have four day weekends every weekend and there's no attendance policy. So last year we decided to buy a house in Colorado, which is where Mike is from, my husband. And now we split time, but we do it seasonally. So we are in Colorado in the summers and the winters, and we're in Pennsylvania in the spring and the fall. So we kind of get the best seasons in both places. And my whole family is in Pennsylvania. So when we're here, we get to hang out with my family a lot. And then when we're in Colorado, Mike's dad is usually there with us and his fiance. So we get to spend a lot of time with Mike's parents. And so it's kind of like the best of both worlds. But kind of back to your question, I got sidetracked. <laughs> um, Can I ask you a couple of questions about that situation? Yeah, sure. So do you own house- houses in both states? We do, yeah. What do you do when you're at the other house? So are you renting it out or is that income for you? We should be, <laughs> but we haven't gotten our acts together uh, enough to do that. Maybe next time when we go to Colorado in the winter, we might try it with our Pennsylvania house you know, Airbnb it. We have uh, good friends that live in California and they also homeschool and they're, they travel probably even more than we do. And they do that with their house when they're Mm -hmm. gone, they Airbnb their house. And, you know, sometimes even last minute, if they get an Airbnb request, they're like, Oh, we got to go somewhere. (laughs) They just pack up and head to Hawaii or (laughs) wherever they want to (laughs) go. And then this, the school is in Pennsylvania, the school that you were talking about. The school is in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Is there anything like that in Colorado or do they just attend that school while you're here? And then the other half of the year you do your own thing. Yeah. So when we're in Pennsylvania there, they go to OC and then I have them Mondays and Fridays. And then when we're in Colorado, we kind of sit down Tyler and I together and we brainstorm, Hey, what do you want to be learning about while we're here? And he also gets really cool experiences out there. He was in snowboard school last year. So Mm. once a week he would go to this place called Woodward in Copper, Colorado, and they would taught him how to do flips on a snowboard. (laughs) And so now he's like super into snowboarding and skateboarding And he gets to do that a lot while we're out there. And then, you know, when we're in Pennsylvania, he's doing team sports, he's playing soccer, he's playing baseball, and, you know, he's doing different things when he's in both places. Well, I love how you said you involve him in the process. Like, what do you want to learn to guide that curriculum? Yes. And yeah, we don't really follow a curriculum. We, We kind of are on the spectrum called unschooling. So we kind of believe that kids learn naturally. They're picking up things all the time, no matter what we're doing. So, you know, even them just seeing Mike and I run our businesses from home, you know, they get to be part of that too. And, uh, you know, they're a huge part of our family mastermind. So Mike has the men's group called Go Abundance, and then kind of a spinoff from that, we created fam abundance, which is for the entire family. And it they're all entrepreneurial families that are in the group. And 
you know, our kids get to go to those conferences. And honestly, those kids are their best friends. They can't wait for the next event when they get to, you know, see their friends from California and Texas and, you know, all over the country. But they're kids just like them that have these crazy entrepreneurial parents (laughs) that are all over the place. And they relate to them so well. And they're like, oh, yeah, like, they get me. <laughs> so tell me more about, about the conference. Like, is it a business conference for adults? And what are the kids doing? So it's not geared as a business conference. It's actually geared to creating like family vision and work on your family values. And it's, it's really for the whole family to get on the same page. As a lot of the men in the group they're these high powered entrepreneurial men and they'll go away to these conferences and they're all fired up and they come home and the wife has been with the kids the whole time while they're away at this conference and they're not as fired up. (laughs) So, you know, Mike wanted to go from having these guys being all fired up to how do we get the whole family fired up about this business? Because it's, Without the wife and the kids' support at home, it's really hard for the entrepreneur to go do what they need to do. And, you know, entrepreneurship can also be very isolating and lonely. So when you get a whole community of families that get each other and who have each other's backs and who can share resources and give a word of encouragement if it's needed or celebrate together too all the victories because there's lots of those too (laughs) it just makes everything so much sweeter I love it thank you for breaking that down so that I could be more clear on what was going on there I feel like that's so needed that's such an amazing resource to be out there obviously this podcast is my kind of reaction to what happened that transition for me from for my family not just me I mean, it started with me transitioning from corporate to being home, but then my husband coming home and then being two at-home parents and how that impacted our entire family. So I love the idea of leveraging your conference, your support, your services to strengthen the family unit because when the family unit is is strong and, and solid, it's going to allow everything else, including the business, to thrive, right? Exactly. Yeah. You nailed it. I want to um, dive into the Miracle Morning. Can you tell me a little bit about how that has helped you progress as an entrepreneur and parent? Sure. So the Miracle Morning, for those of you who don't know what it is at all, it's basically waking up before you have to in order to get some personal development in. And it follows an acronym called the Lifesavers, which stands for silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing. So the author, Hal Elrod, of the original book, he said, you know, wake up an hour earlier than you have to do these six things, and your life will literally change before your eyes. And so Mike and I heard Hal speak in 2014 at a One Life Fully Lived conference. And we're like, oh, man, we got to try this thing. Like, this sounds awesome. Like, let's let's do it. So we started waking up earlier. And as we started waking up earlier, so did our kids. And 
at the time they were two and six. So we're like, man, what are we going to do? Like we're, we're trying to work on ourselves. And you know, there's a quote from Jim Rohn that your, your level of personal success will rarely um, go past your personal development. I'm sure I'd totally butcher that quote. <laughs> Something, <laughs> Something like along that. those lines. Yeah. And Mike and I truly believe that too, that to get to the next level in anything, business, parenting, field hockey, whatever, you have to put in the time and you have to get to know yourself and what are your strengths and uh, you know what are your talents, what are your passions. Those are really important things to understand about yourself. And until you kind of do that, it's really hard to get to those next levels. So we're like, all right, we want to try this miracle morning thing. We want to work on our personal development. And then our kids kept interrupting us. And it took my two-year-old to say to me, like, mommy, I want to do what you're doing. I was like, oh yeah, why don't we teach them how to do this? So then instead of, you know, pushing them away and saying like, this is my time, this is my space, go do something else. We're like, oh yeah, let's invite them in and create kind of a, a family ritual in the morning. And as we started doing that, then the kids were like, oh, we're not really missing out on anything <laughs> and started sleeping to their normal time, which was really great. Cause then Mike and I could actually wake up before them and have some me time before the kids were in our space and we were helping them along with their miracle morning as well. And, you know, so it looks different every day, but the, the pieces are all the same. Like every day we do affirmations every day we're reading, we're meditating. You we're usually exercising together. And, you know, I get the question a lot too, like how much time does this take? (laughs) And it doesn't, especially with, smaller children, it doesn't take that much time. Like to read a kid's book, what, five minutes, maybe to say some affirmations. It's like 30 seconds, you know, with kids exercise, you don't have to go like run a marathon. We do like the seven minute workout app a lot and, you know, do some jumping jacks while you're making breakfast in the kitchen. So our miracle morning with the kids takes about 20 minutes. And then, you know, Mike and I will go work out later in the day when they're doing their activities or in program or whatever. And I like to read using audiobooks. Whenever I'm in the car by myself, I pop in my audiobook. So anyway, our kids kept interrupting us. And then about a month in after we started teaching them, Tyler's like, Mom, I don't get it. Why do I have to save my life every day? And I, you know, at first I was like, oh. I looked at it from his perspective. I'm like, you're just a kid. Like most adults kind of turn to personal development when they've kind of hit a rough patch or want to re recreate themselves in some way. But as a kid who's brand new and isn't kind of like jaded yet, (laughs) uh, he didn't get it. And he was like, you know, I'm like, well, we don't have to call it that. Like, what do you want to call it? And so we started playing with the words in the sabers and at two and six, scribing was pretty difficult for our kids. So we're like, let's, we won't call it scribing. Let's call it creativity. And you guys can play with Play-Doh. You can paint, you can draw, you can color, you can make up a skit, do whatever you want. Basically. <laughs> and that was their creativity. And then we also wanted to expand on exercise for the kids 
to get a healthy breakfast every morning. So we call that category health. Affirmations and reading, we kept the same. We combined silence and visualization into a category we call meditation. And then we added our own S called service, which for kids, it could be family contributions, as we like to call them, chores, housework stuff, or it could go above and beyond that where they're actually saving some money to give to a charity of their choice, or they create a get well card and send it to a kid in the hospital, or, you know, just getting them to think that it's not all about them all the time. Like, how can you step outside yourself and be of service to other people? And so what we created was the charms. So like savers are for adults and charms are for kids. <laughs> That's really cute. That's I love how you adapted the acronym to to be cute for the kids. Yeah. I told my coach that that I, you know, we created it and called it charms and she's like, "Oh, because kids live such a charmed life." <laughs> and it's funny. Have your kids watched the show Miraculous? Probably not. <laughs> no. It's a Netflix show. It's here. I am going to try to get, get a little nerdy. It's like a French show that they've, you know, made into a Netflix show, but it's really cute. And they have lucky charms. So when he said charms, like I, my kids are obsessed with miraculous. So I instantly was like, they would love like to, to call them lucky charms. Yeah. And well, Tyler's obsessed with Harry Potter and in, in Harry Potter, there's a charms class. So where they learn spells and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're going to charms class. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, you and your husband still wake up early. How long does it take? I know you said it takes about 20 minutes for the kids. How long does it take you to get through everything you need to get through in the morning? Well, I wake up probably like 15 minutes before the kids just to get my meditation in before they're awake and start on my reading and scribing. So those are really the the three things I do before the kids and it takes about 15 to a half hour. And then I usually work out later in the day, like my a full workout for miracle morning purposes. We usually just get the blood pumping first thing in the morning, like do some jumping jacks, do the seven minute app. And then if, if I'm feeling inspired later, I'll <laughs> go to yoga class or uh, run around the neighborhood or something. <laughs> Run around the neighborhood just for fun. <laughs> well, I love that. And I love that it's not a huge time commitment because I I got to be honest, I'm not a morning person. So whenever somebody recommends that I wake up early, I cringe a little bit. And my kids are super early. Like my kids are always up by like six. So the thought of having to wake up at like five is like, really? <laughs> I'm much more a night person. <laughs> Well, and I think the miracle morning too, it's more about finding some time for yourself. And it's, it's about filling your cup so that you can give back to your family and to the world at large and follow your passions. And I think if you don't give your time or yourself that time for, I think of it as self-care. Like I love to write. So if I don't journal, I feel off, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I like that time writing. So for me to wake up a little bit earlier and, and also we homeschool. So our early is not as early as a lot of other people. <laughs> so. Well, I still love the idea that you kind of proposed earlier where you said that 
you just involve them in the process. So we could potentially even try implementing this without waking up early and just involving them or setting the expectation that kind of like we do with naps. Like my my youngest one has given up naps, but we're like, okay, you don't have to nap, but this is nap time. And so <laughs> like screens are off, toys are cleaned up, like it's it's quiet time. And it, I feel like you could almost implement it the same way. I could wake up at my normal 6, 630 mm-hmm. and just allocate that first half hour to these tasks and the kids could have their own version and you as the parent have your own version and yeah, getting in that habit. And I think it it's different for each family too. Like we like to have breakfast together as a whole family and we're all around to make that work, but that isn't the case for every family. <laughs> and, you know, there's also a strategy it's called habit stacking. So whether you admit it or not, you have a morning ritual and most people wake up in the morning and they drink some sort of beverage and maybe they brush their teeth or they take a shower and, you know, everybody kind of has the routine, whether it's consistent or not. And if you can just add little tiny habits to already existing habits. So if you wake up every morning and you make a cup of coffee, you know, say some affirmations while your coffee is brewing. It takes about the same amount of time. And then, so then there's not all this wasted space. A lot of people take showers in the morning. In that time, you could be listening to an audiobook. So again, there's no wasted space. You're just adding a habit to something that's already existing. I love multitasking in a way that's not <laughs> overwhelming. So I like that. Now, your kids... You've alluded to this fact. What are your kids' entrepreneurial, you know, where's their entrepreneurial mindset right now? Yeah, so Tyler is very money motivated. (laughs) So he doesn't have like an official business, but he's had several over the years. His most recent one, OC, he learned about the loom and weaving. And he got really into that for a while. He was creating all these pot holders and uh, different arts and crafty things. And then I showed him online how he could make string art that is very similar to a loom. And he was like, Oh, I like that. So he started making those and he sold a few and he's made homemade dog biscuits and we live across the street from a dog park. So he would go down there on nice spring days and sell dog treats to the people walking around with their dogs. <laughs> so he's always just coming up with new plans and ideas. And It's um, very opportunistic though. Like we live by a dog park, forget the lemonade stand. Like we'll have a dog treat stand. Yeah. Well, and then he smartened up too. He's like, I could go buy a box of these dog treats. He's like, that's way less time, way less effort. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> So Big, bigger his, profit margins. Yeah, his plan for next time is to take the money that he got the first time around making the homemade ones and go buy a box and sell this. <laughs> like, but it's a lesson. Like, yeah, you, I'm like work like, smarter, not harder, buddy. <laughs> exactly. Like you don't have to recreate the wheel. You do not have to, you know, come up with your own dog treat formula. You can just buy the ones that are tested and <laughs> approved. Exactly. <laughs> so actually at um, 
at our fan abundance events, they're usually attached to one of the go abundance events. So something we do with the kids is we create a, a go abundance store for the guys and all the kids are the salespeople. So they get to run the whole store. They get to price the merchandise. We give them a list. Like this is the merchandise you have. This is what it cost us to buy it. So how much do you want to sell it for? And they get to understand business concepts like cost of goods sold and uh, profit margin. And what's the difference between profit and income? (laughs) Things that they don't really teach you at school, but are really, really important if you want to open your own business someday. So the kids get the opportunity to be salespeople and to learn really basic uh, business principles. And then they also get to keep some of the profit. Half of it goes to uh, an organization called One Life Fully Lived. And then whatever profit the kids make over that half, they split it up amongst themselves. And it they even negotiate amongst themselves, like who's going to get what cut based on how much work they put into it. And if they actually showed it up for work because <laughs> they, you know, it's all optional. They don't have to, to do it. And, you know, some of them are like, Oh, everybody should get equal cuts. And, you know, we let them have those discussions and let them figure it out on their own. Like, this is your business. These are your employees. And usually we recruit one of the one or a couple of the teens and they're kind of the managers and they manage the younger ones. And they're the ultimate decision makers of was somebody not holding their weight okay they're gonna get less of the less of the cut (laughs) and what about your daughter has she started doing anything yet not really I mean she's five but she um she is involved in the stores at at the fan abundance events she usually gets a little of money but everyone's like she's just really cute let's use her uh, for like modeling, <laughs> she'll just go and like hand people stickers and stuff. We're like, no, don't give them for free. <laughs> oh, they're not like they're not like promotional stickers. They're like giving yeah, away she, your your merchandise. <laughs> she doesn't quite get it yet, but she's five, so we'll we'll let it slide. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those necessary losses. Yeah. But yeah, the kids actually learned that lesson too because some of the products weren't selling. They priced them too high. So then they were like, oh, well, these the profit margin on that is really low anyway. Let's just include that if somebody makes any purchase. <laughs> so- <laughs> I did wonder about that because I feel like my kids would be like, $1 million. Then I can just sell one and be done. Well, right. nobody's going to buy it for a million dollars. I can see but, that. You know, they would learn that real quick. And then they're like, oh, we got to reprice it because nobody's buying it. Uh, yeah, they were trying to sell chapsticks for like $5. And they were like, really cheap chapsticks. <laughs> Nobody was buying them. <laughs> so then they're like, we'll just include the chapstick with any purchase. <laughs> there you go. Free gift with purchase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good idea. And they came up with that on their own too. It's it's amazing what kids will come up with if you just give them a little bit of 
space to be creative and and some real basic sales tips. <laughs> basic business skills. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your book. I'm a, does the book kind of take all of these bits and pieces that we've talked about and kind of elaborate on them or, or what exactly is in the book? So the book is just the miracle morning for parents and families. So it's all the, the savers and the charms I talked about. That's pretty much what's in the book. And then in the, in the back, there's also three parenting skills that we think all exceptional parents have. And those are playfulness, purposefulness, and perspective. And mm. so we kind of go into those three topics as well. And where can people find your book and learn more about you? Yeah, the book is on Amazon, uh, The Miracle Morning for Parents and Families. I have a Facebook group that's the same name. And I have a blog. It's www.gratefulparent.com. Perfect. Well, we'll list all those links in the show notes so that people can find you quickly and easily and hopefully check out your book. I think the book sounds amazing. I especially love that it focuses on that on the concept of charms and the miracle morning. Cause I think that that's something that our family personally would be interested in checking out. So I'm sure others would be too. Um, and I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule, especially the time adjustment returning <laughs> home from Japan to still speak with me today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on Meg. And if, if people are interested in fan abundance or go abundance, there's websites for those too. Right now, fan abundance is only open to people who are already in GoBundance, but I think in the next year it will be opening up to new families. And that'd be great. Yeah. If you on the website, there's a place where you can plug in your info. So if you were interested in it, when we're ready to open it up to new families, we'll have all your info. And that's on the grateful parent. Uh, no, it's actually uh, fambundance.com, which is F-A-M-B-U-N-D-A-N-C-E. Okay, great. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Have a good one. Bye. All right. Bye. You will find all of the links mentioned in this week's episode and the show notes at megbrunson.com slash 64. I do hope you'll join me on Friday for some family content, again on Monday for Marketing Monday, and we'll see you back here next Wednesday for an extra special treat. We're going to be interviewing a kidpreneur. Hannah Grace is 11 years old, and she is making amazing things happen with her brand, Beautiful. Hope you guys have a great week, and we will see you soon. Bye. Did you know that my mom has a Facebook page, Instagram account, YouTube channel, and more? Her username is The Meg Brunson. Just about everywhere. You should go follow her.